Hello Cubs fans and welcome to a brand new edition, a winning edition at that of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Luce, joined by me, myself, and I on this late Wednesday night. Cubs win 8-3 to over the Cincinnati Reds. An absolute beauty of a comeback in comparison to Tuesday's game. We're sorry we couldn't come to you for Tuesday's game, as a matter of fact. Uh, wicked technical difficulties. Joey and I tried to get a show going. Couldn't do so. Um, so we hope you enjoyed our little recap videos uh, that we put out uh, as a result of it. But that was a loss. Wouldn't have been that fun of a show anyway. Tonight's a fun show. The Cubs won 8-3 to three over the Reds. Uh, a lot of good things to talk about here in tonight's win. And I think a great place uh, to start with that win. Um, but first off and foremost, I hope for all of our listeners, whether you're listening live or listening as a podcast, hope you're doing well. Hope everything's going good uh, while you're listening. Cubs wins usually uh, boost the serotonin a little bit for everybody involved. Um, so hopefully that is doing it for you guys because, again, 8-3 victory over the Reds. Great games uh, from really a number of players. Ian Happ really getting it done early. Uh, two walks for him tonight. He was technically one for two with the RBI on the double that drove in Wilson Contreras to start the scoring for the Cubs. Um, you know, and things just got better and better from there. Uh, Nico Horner's double that drove in two later in the bottom of the fourth, bottom of the fifth. You got the Willie Homer. That's his 13th of the season that leads all catchers in the major leagues there's a reason that he is going to start for the nl all-star team at the catcher position uh he's absolutely having a sensational season at the plate red's got a little bit of uh insurance later in the game obviously the uh the double by joey Votto drove in one of their three runs on the night but it didn't matter bottom six christopher morell's sixth home run of the season uh two-run shot made it a seven to one lead albert Amor jr we're going to talk a little bit about him in a second. Just, Of course, he's going to be a freaking Cubs killer because it's stupid, absolutely stupid. Uh, but nonetheless, his sixth double of the season drove in a run. Uh, that made it 7-2, to two, and then Rafael Ortega's sack fly ultimately put it out of reach 8-2, to two, even though Brandon Drury hit his 16th home run uh, late in the game. Kind of garbage time off Matt Schwarmer there in his second inning of work, and the Cubs got the job done. But let's start. Bats were great, right? Obviously, and we're going to talk extensively uh, about the bats here in just a second. But I really do want to start with Justin Steele because we've talked about it so much here at Cubs on Tap, right? We talked about these young pitchers, Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele, being a part of the future, being guys that you need to keep an eye out for, guys that you need to be on the lookout for, guys that really are becoming appointment television for Cubs fans because of what they're going to mean to the future, whether it's as a four and five in this rotation, maybe as something higher if they continue to develop at the major league level, who knows? But there is so much to watch in this, what we've all, I think, considered as Cubs fans a loss 2022 season in terms of wins and losses. Justin Seal looked great tonight. What a rebound start for him. Got beat up a little bit the last time out. He came back tonight and absolutely shoved officially five innings of work for him. Six hits. You don't, you know, maybe you want your guy to, you know, your starting pitcher to get hit around that much. Three walks, which, you know, in five innings is what it is, but only one run uh, and six strikeouts for Justin Steele tonight. He picks up his third win of the season. Justin Steele just continues to impress. And I love watching Justin pitch. Obviously, friend of the program. Uh, we love him here at Cubs on Tap. I'm the biggest Justin Steele fan you're going to find. I think uh, Juice and Joey will argue that as well. We're, we're really big supporters of our boy Justin Steele. But again, when his when his slider is on and he's painting that, face ball, or face ball, that fastball on the corners at 
96 at times he touched tonight. Routinely, it's usually 94, 93. When he's on with those two pitches and then he you know works in his other pitches and into the mix, he is fantastic. And that's exactly what you ask out of a guy like Justin Steele. He comes out, he gets the job done, he puts in the work, you get a good five, at least five innings out of him. You're guaranteed at least five more often than not. Um, you know, and we've seen him go upwards of seven. How many starts so far? Just in his last what four or five starts, he's gone seven innings. Sure, maybe the strikeout numbers aren't there, but I think that's what is so impressive about Justin Steele because depending on the opponent, depending on how the tempo of the game goes. He can he continues to adapt his game, right? Some nights it's hey, I'm gonna cruise through seven innings, but I might only strike out two or three guys. Other nights it's hey, I'm gonna case six guys and, and and maybe only get through five or six. Other nights, we've seen it. He'll go five innings, but he'll K nine, ten guys, right? I mean, he dominated the Arizona Diamondbacks earlier this season in, in back-to-back starts. So Justin Steele continues to improve, continues to build on what he's he's already done so far this season. And Really, it's it's so easy to get on board with a guy like Justin Steele. He's a left-hander. You love lefties, especially um, you know guys that can throw for power. Again, we've seen Justin throw hard. He, he can throw 97 and 96 pretty regularly, especially early in the starts. Um, again, sits comfortably around that 94 mark, usually with the fastball. But he's getting the job done. Another great start from him tonight. Absolutely love to see it. I, I know that Keegan got beat up for the four earned last night, but again, Keegan had a really good start. Eight Ks, no walks. That's that's good stuff. You like to see that. And six plus innings of work from him. He probably should have been done after six. And they even said it in my recap last night. Uh, Joey said it in his little recap video as well. Uh, that's probably on David Ross for last night's game, leaving Keegan in just a little too long for him to get, get beat up for those extra two earned runs. But these guys are continually putting together back-to-back starts that are of quality in this Cubs rotation. And that's absolutely what you love to see uh, as a Cubs fan so far with the starting pitching. Speaking of the rest of the pitching, uh, F Ross comes in, gets one inning of work, and he gets the hold ultimately. That was his ninth of the season, 281 ERA from him. Man, he's been good. Uh, but Givens comes in pretty clean inning of work. Uh, it does give up two hits, but strikes out two as well. And then we got to see Matt Schwarmer there for two innings of work. He did get dinged for the two earned runs, but uh, no walks, only three total walks, all coming from Justin Steele for the Cubs uh, pitching staff tonight. Uh, and he did strike out three in his two innings of work. So uh, don't hate Matt Schwarmer in, in kind of that maybe he becomes, you know, the long inning bullpen guy for a little while, especially while Keegan and, and Justin continue to thrive in the starting rotation and while this starting rotation is hurt. Uh, I think that's a quick, good pivot to sneak in some news here. Uh, if you didn't see, and I encourage you go check out on and you would have seen this earlier, but um, the Cubs today uh, brought out um, some news uh, in terms of injury updates. Seiya Suzuki will be heading to AAA Iowa on Thursday to start his rehab assignment there. Very positive news. Hopefully we'll see him back in the major leagues, uh, probably somewhere circa around July. I would say between the eighth and the 10th, maybe. Uh, is is when we can see him back maybe in that Dodgers series uh, that'll come up here on the West Coast. If not, probably see him when the Cubs return home just following that series. Uh, but then Marcus Stroman and Drew Smiley dro- uh, throwing bullpens. Certainly love to see that. Smiley's been good. 380 ERA, I believe, on the season in his nine starts. And then we've seen Stroh. I mean, I know the numbers for the season don't line up, but if you take away that 
that St. Louis start, the five starts he had prior to that, he had a 180 ERA. He was absolutely dealing. Um, sucks that he got hurt again. Uh, I feel like we've been robbed of of the Stro show so far this year. So hopefully we'll get to see him back. But again, with those injuries in this starting rotation, uh, it's really been a lot of Keegan Thompson and, and Justin Steele carrying the load. And, and Justin Steele did that tonight. Uh, certainly a tip of the cap and a, uh, a flash of the chain for those that know uh, for our boy Justin Steele here at Cubs on tap. But again, back to the bats. We, we mentioned Ian Happ. Good night for him at the plate. Uh, the two walks and a hit. So he gets on three times tonight. But Wilson Contreras. Talk your shit, dog. Keep telling people why you're the best catcher in the NL right now. Keep telling people why you're the best offense player in uh, in the NL at the catcher position because four at-bats, three hits, the two runs scored, the two RBIs. He had the home run, a pair of doubles. He's got that average all the way up to 280 right now. His OPS sitting at a very cool column collected 913. Uh, that's things that you'll love to see, especially, again, out of a catcher as, as well. Yes, he DHs a lot, uh, but that's out of just preserving his legs. I think that's just a good move uh, that the Cubs have done so far. Again, talking realistically here, um, if he gets traded, it's going to suck. Uh, let's just be honest. I think all Cubs fans absolutely love Wilson Contreras, a guy that you'll continue to root for no matter where he goes. I think a lot of Cubs fans feel that way about guys like Javier Baez and guys like Anthony Rizzo and guys like Chris Bryant. But, Man, he's been freaking good, and he's been such a joy to watch so far this season. Uh, you know, for this Cubs team, just what he's done in usually very important roles in in the lineup. Right, he's been hitting two, he's been hitting three. You know, I think he's. I remember correctly, he hit leadoff uh, a few times early in the season as well. Just been such an important player to this team, uh, and just continues to get it done tonight again. The home run, a pair of doubles for him. Uh, he continues to do good things at the plate. And in a very interesting uh, kind of switch in the lineup, Rafael Ortega led off tonight, played left field, gave Ian Happ the night off, allowed him the DH. Christopher Morrell, I think, is a, is a perfect player to discuss here because moves all the way down to ninth in the lineup. And I think initially, at least when I saw the lineup this morning, I don't know how anybody else felt. Would love to know how you feel. Um, again, if you're watching live or if you're watching this back on YouTube, at Loose on Tap, that's my Twitter handle. Tweet me. I want to know what your thoughts are. But when I saw the lineup, I was like, wow, they really demoted Chris down to the nine hole. Why, why is that? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? That might not be bad because I feel like he's taken on a lot of responsibility being the leadoff hitter. Yeah, he's still been getting on base. He's still been collecting hits. He's still been walking. It's It's been great. But you take some of that pressure off of a young guy not having to be the leadoff hitter. And sometimes they're, they're due for a breakout game. And son of a bitch, Christopher Morrell broke out tonight, uh, kind of shook off a little bit of rust maybe there in center field. And did it all the way around at the plate in the field. Uh, he had it all going. Ultimately, his line for the night, two runs scored, two hits, two ribbies. He had the home run. He had the sick throw just showing off that cannon that he's got in center field uh, to gun the runner there. Uh, Justin Steele loved it. Wilson Contreras loved it. Everybody loved it. Uh, it was an absolutely incredible play from Christopher Morrell in center field and, and certainly just shows his talent, right? He's got the arm strength. He's got the bat, uh, the bat speed. He's got it all. He's really a player that we've talked about here on Cubs on Tap. He, he's part of this appetizer, right, of this five-course meal that we're getting of what's to come in the Cubs' future from the system. Jordan Wicks had a great night tonight in the system. Five innings of work, no walks. I think only one earned run and five Ks, if I remember correctly, tonight in Beloit for the South Bend Cubs. 
you know, he's another guy that's coming along the horizon. PCA just had two triples the other night. He's coming along the horizon, right? Kevin Alcantara is having an incredible season at Myrtle Beach. He's coming on the horizon. Uh, you know, and even guys like Brennan Davis and Ed Howard who are hurt are still guys that are coming on the horizon. Christopher Morell is just that first little little appetizer that we get to taste and sample here of, of this five-course meal. And, and guys that are already here too, right? Nico Horner. We got to talk about Nico Horner, right? And, and and some of these other guys as well. But going back to Christopher Morrell, just a great night for him. Uh, really, I, I I think a guy like him thrives on a guy a, a night like tonight. You know, he he has less pressure. He's in that nine hole. He's just like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go up there and do what I can and do what they give me. And he did just that. Again, hits the home run, gets his sixth of the season uh, so far, and makes an incredible play in center field. Just continues to show the athlete he is. And just continues to show that he's a guy that's going to have uh, some success, I truly think, in this lineup. Not just in this season, uh, but in seasons to come as well. And oh, this is my boy, my boy, guy, Tyler, here in the comments. Uh, he is at TeddyFreddy270 on Twitter. For those that don't know, be sure to follow him because he does great work for us here at Cubs on Tap. He says, what's up, Luz? What's up, buddy? How are you, sir? I don't mind Morel in the nine spot. Look at Nico. He started the season in the nine. Always killing it so far this year. And I think that's a great point, Tyler. And honestly, that, that transition to this point, I think, so well from Morel to Nico because – you know, Christopher Morrell, again, take the pressure off him. Just let him be him. Let him get up there. He doesn't have the pressure of being the leadoff guy, having to set the tone. I think he enjoyed that role, truthfully, uh, of being the leadoff guy. But I think it's also smart to let a young guy just be a young guy and learn and just take whatever the team that they're playing gives him. And I think he really gets that opportunity in the nine hole. Plus, again, I think a lot of us Cubs fans aren't used to this, truthfully. I, I know, again, I have countless friends that are Sox fans and you hear me say it every show at the end when we talk all the pleasantries but you know the AL has always had the benefit of of having the DH and I see it time and time again where you have a good contact hitter in the nine hole that can really set the tempo for the top of your lineup that second time through the order and in this case with a guy like Christopher Morell I think that really helped I think that really helped the Cubs Willie drove him in on his two-run home run you saw it happen on more than one occasion tonight with Christopher Morrell being in the nine hole and that actually working out for the Cubs. So uh, I love your point there, Tyler. I, I think Christopher Morrell being in the nine hole is not a problem. I think if nothing else, it just lets him be Christopher Morrell and it allows him to show off that talent and, and, and display what he has to offer as a ball player. Great night for him again, both defensively and offensively, but let's talk about Nico Horner here really quick, Tyler, just to, to transition to your point here. This guy, he, he went one for three tonight, which again, on the surface, you see one for three and you're like, eh, that's not that great tonight, but he did walk once. He only struck out once uh, and he drove in two on the double. Nico Horner has raised his batting average, ladies and gentlemen, from most recently, what? It was like 270 just a couple weeks ago, two, two and a half weeks ago, maybe he's up to 304. He's honest to God, the hottest hitter in baseball right now. And I think nobody's talking about him. And it's crazy to think about. And I'm actually pulling up some, some stats here while I, uh, you know, uh, for, you know, pardon my French talk out my ass here. But let's talk about this here really quick in his last handful of games. He has had a number of multiple hit games here on this latest stretch. Dating back to June 20th, he has one, count with me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven multi-hit games just since June 20th. So that's in a nine-day span. He 
honest to God, might be the hottest hitter in baseball right now. He is on absolute fire, getting the job done at the dish. You know, when it comes to, to total or it comes to hits, two hits on June 20th against the Pirates and three at-bats, one hit on June 22nd, three hits on the 23rd, two hits on the 24th, two hits on the 25th, two hits on the 26th, three hits yesterday in that loss to the Reds, and then even today still had the one with the RBIs, he is just getting the job done. He has been such a pleasure to watch as a Cubs fan this year, seeing his growth, not only as a hitter at the plate, right, and getting the job done in terms of contact and even a little bit of power, right? He's he's had some home runs. He's not going to hit a ton of home runs, but he's, but he's hitting them, right? They're there. He's hitting a lot of hard-hit balls as well. I know Joey and I have talked about that extensively here at Cubs on Tap, just how often he's got some of the hardest-hit balls of the night in every single game, even though he's a smaller guy and, and, and profiles as a contact hitter. But he is just continues to walk up to the plate, gets hits, he's getting on base, he's doing all the right things offensively. But then defensively, he's proving to be one of the better defensive shortstops in the NL this season. And, and the numbers support it, the underlying numbers support it. He has been absolutely sensational thus far for the Chicago Cubs. And I love it, honestly, because I, I, I recall, and I'm not sitting here to toot my own horn, please. I, I promise you that. But Nico Horner at the beginning of the season, I remember everybody's, oh, we need to go get a shortstop, right? The Cubs don't have a shortstop. And I remember even my own dad and my dad, my dad and I talk and bullshit sports all the time. And he'll be the first one to tell you that we, we bullshit Cubs baseball on a daily basis. And even him was like, the Cubs need a shortstop. And I'm like, why? And he goes, what do you mean? Why? He's like, we don't have a shortstop. I was like, yeah, you do. You have Nico Horner. Nico Horner's a shortstop. He was drafted as a shortstop. Give the kid a fucking chance. He was a gold glover at second base in 2020 in a season that he didn't hit at all, but was still good enough defensively to be recognized as a, as a finalist for the gold glove. I was like, give this kid a chance at shortstop. He's going to surprise a lot of people and sure as fucking shit. Guess what he did? He has gone on to surprise everybody. And it's absolutely fucking awesome. And uh, Danny Rolf jumping here in the comments with us. He said, heard on 670 the score that Horner is the second best defensive player in all of baseball. And I'll tell you what, I think you might be right, Danny, because he's been that good. A lot of people don't realize it, and that's okay because he doesn't make the flashy plays, right? He's not on every sports center top 10 highlight. He's just getting the fucking job done. And you love to see that out of a guy like Nico Horner. Again, a lot of people, I think, forget that he was a first-round pick, first and foremost, right? He played shortstop in the Pac-12, which is a very competitive conference for baseball at the collegiate level. But in addition, everybody wants to write this kid off. Everybody's, oh, Nico Horner's been around since 2019. He hasn't done shit. Well, guess what, folks? For those that are are spelling that tune, I got I got some news for you here because – Nico Horner, in his career, after tonight, tonight being, what's today, folks? June 29th, at least for another hour. He's only played 172 games at the major league level. He's played 10 more games than a full regular season. And I think a lot of people forget that. I think a lot of people forget that Nico Horner is essentially a rookie at the major league level. 
Truthfully, I think a lot of people truly forget that he is just past a full year of service time at the major league level at 162 games. He's at 172 after tonight. He finally broke that. We're in 2022. He debuted in 2019. It just goes to show he hasn't had a lot of opportunity to play a ton of baseball because of either injury or because of shortened COVID seasons, which fucked everybody up. Nico Horner is going to be a valuable player a valuable, valuable player to this Cubs team. And whether that's the everyday shortstop, whether that's the everyday second baseman, whether that's a guy that moves around and plays multiple spots, it doesn't matter. Nico Horner is a piece to watch for this Cubs future. And if you're not watching Nico Horner in that in that fashion, ladies and gentlemen, I highly encourage you to do so because I, I promise you, A, it'll give you something to watch. It'll give you a reason to tune into Cubs baseball night in and night out, even when they're losing but it'll give you another player to root for because then you'll truly, I believe truly get begin to appreciate Nico Horner for the player he is. Um, and then a fun little side note to end my little rant here. Um, I would like to make note that I have been in attendance for half of his home runs this season. He has four. I was there for two of them. Um, so that's cool and tough. And it means I need to get back out of the ballpark more. Maybe he'll hit more home runs, but nonetheless, Nico Horner having himself a great season. And Danny, as you said here, damn, only a season he has played. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of people don't realize it. Uh, but when you look at the numbers, he really is essentially a rookie at the major league level. He's only played a full season plus 10 games uh, at the MLB level. And again, didn't really see a lot of time at the minor league level because of how quickly he had to be called up because of injury in 2019 to guys like Addison Russell and Javier Baez. And a lot of people, again, forget about that at the time. Uh, but Nico Horner came up, showed out, and uh, has done some good shit. But you'll love to see it. Eight to three victory again. I really don't give a shit what the Reds did tonight. I'm just so happy the Cubs won. It's such a breath of fresh air. Love to see Nelson Velasquez get a start tonight um, against right-handed pitching. Again, he, the Cubs said, oh, he's going to come up and just be a platoon guy against lefties. No, no, no. He actually got a start against righties tonight. That that makes me happy. Sure, he went 0 for 4. I can give a fuck about that. Um, that's just – if you're going to play him, play him. And if you're not going to play him, then let him go down to AAA and get every day at bats. That's just my thought process with a young guy like him. Alfonso Rivas has been really good. If you haven't seen it, go check out at Joey Knows Nothing on Twitter. Um, he, he showed some of the, the Rivas stats since he's been recalled since he was demoted initially. Uh, he's been really good. Uh, back in his time up here. So uh, things you love to see, Cubs get a victory. Um, I don't give a shit that it's against the Reds. Uh, a W is a W is a W is a W, and the Cubs stay out of the cellar and leave the Reds there um, for the ninth. Uh, just a quick comment here from uh, Gina in the comments. She says, go Yankees. I'll say go Anthony Rizzo. Riz is having a great season for you guys. Uh, they're the best team in baseball. I miss Riz. I hope you guys are treating him well. Um, if if you see anybody in New York disrespecting Anthony Rizzo, please uh, smack the shit out of them with a with a uh, a street vendor's hot dog or something for me because he doesn't deserve it. Uh, what a guy! What a player! Um, and yeah, they're having a great season. But again, huge W tonight for the Cubbies. Things you love to see. Green gets the loss. He's three and nine now on the season. That really hurts my fantasy team. That's the only negative to tonight's game. Um, otherwise, the Cubbies get the W, and, and I'm a happy camper. One final thought. Uh, thank you, sir. Danny Rolf here jumping in the comments said, love this show earlier. We appreciate you, my friend. Uh, it's people like you that keep us going, and, and a reason that we uh, certainly enjoy doing this here at Cubs on Tap is for those that get to listen along with us. Again, we're just a bunch of Cubs fans that like to talk about baseball and and bullshit about the Cubs, and, and we certainly encourage and, and hope everybody that tunes into our shows likes to do the same. And 
why we encourage people when we're out at the ballpark, please come hang out with us. You know, we're, we're, we're just normal people. Come have a beer with us. Come bullshit with us. Let's talk Cubs baseball. Let's take in a Cubs game together. Uh, we like to sit in the bleachers though, cause we're a rowdy bunch, but um, you know, it, it's always a good time to, to sit and talk Cubs baseball, but then eight, three victory for the Cubs tonight against the Reds. Things you love to see super happy about that. Um, and we can go ahead and put this one in the rear view for good reason, because the Cubs have a chance to win a series tomorrow um, as we look ahead to Thursday, June 30th. It's crazy to think, folks, July 1st is already Friday. Holy shit. We're already halfway through the year. It's absolutely unbelievable. Nonetheless, Cubs are back in action on Thursday, June 30th at 7.05 Central Daylight Time. Uh, good old AO5 Eastern Daylight Time start for our friends uh, like our boy Juice on tap here at Cubs on tap. At beautiful Wrigley Field, uh, if you happen to live in the Cincinnati market and are a Cubs fan, uh, WLW 700 and Valley Sports Ohio is where you can catch the game for listening and watching, respectively. And you know the drill in Chicago. 670 the score in WRTO 1200 on the radio marquee sports network on the television set. It will be Graham Ashcraft. What a name. What an absolute beauty of a name. <laughs> Graham Ashcraft, he's 4-1 and one on the season, 327 ERA at 27Ks. He'll be on the bump for the Cincinnati Reds in tomorrow's getaway game. Uh, and then on the flip side, it is the professor himself, Kyle Hendricks, on the bump for the Cubbies, uh, three and six on the year, 490 ERA, 55 strikeouts. Sure, the numbers don't look great on the season-long totals, but again, if you tuned in for that Friday night start against the Cardinals, he looked fucking sensational. Who knew that we'd be going to class on a Friday night, but we were all there and he took the Cardinals to school, and it was things that we absolutely love to see. Um little preview from me here on this one. Just go get a W. Go get a victory. Um, it's a quick turnaround, sure. Uh, it's a 7.05 game on Thursday. It's a 120 game on Friday when the Cubs open the series with the Red Sox. Um, but again, you're at home, right? It, it's a lot easier to turn around and, and get up when you're in your own bed um, to play a new team on a day game. And I mean, come on, let's be honest. So many people take the game off. I tried to go for, for Friday's game. Admittedly, I'm unable to do so, but a 120 Friday start right before the 4th of July holiday. You know, it's going to be a good crowd. Boston's in town too. A lot of people are going to want to see that game. You're going to be able to turn around and rebound. So go out, get a W tomorrow. Hopefully Kyle builds off of his start uh, that he had against St. Louis on Friday night. Uh, you know, and, and maybe it's not seven and a third, but Hey, six innings, give this team a chance to win. And if the offense does anything like they did tonight, or even sniffs two thirds of it, um, I'm willing to bet the Cubs are in a decent position at least to win this game tomorrow. You win another series, back-to-back -back series wins against your NL Central opponents. And then again, you get to you get to have a fun one uh, against an AL East opponent, the Boston Red Sox, over the 4th of July weekend. They'll open a series with the Milwaukee Brewers on Monday, July 4th, up in Milwaukee before they travel out to L.A. But again, take advantage of it. It's going to be a beautiful weekend in Chicago. It's supposed to be hot. It's supposed to be gorgeous. It, it's going to be a perfect day to be at the ballpark, uh, whether you're a player or a fan. So highly encourage people to get out to the ballpark if you can for this weekend series against the Red Sox. Um, but keeping that, you know, keeping things in perspective here, let's get a W on Thursday night uh, as the Cubs and Reds do battle in game three of this series. And uh, pardon me for those that are listening, podcast or live, I'm going to take a quick, a quick sip of my uh, my beautiful Terrapin beer here. It's a little Georgia brewery. Um, Got to wet the whistle here uh, for the pleasantries here at the end. Ah, much better. But again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, want to remind you before we get out of here, 
Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. You can check out all of our great work over at ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media. You can follow me personally on the Bluebird app. I am at Loose on Tap. Um, also, be sure to follow the pod specific accounts, both the Bluebird app, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Cubbies on Tap, C U B B I E S. Um, but also be sure to follow all of our other great contributors here at Cubs on Tap at Joey Knows Nothing, at Juice on Tap, at Teddy Freddy 270, at Brandon M. Kane, and, and everybody else that does good work here for the Cubbies. Uh, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, we got it all. Blackhawks had a big day, introduced Luke Richardson as the 40th head coach in, in franchise history. Bulls are busy this offseason. Mo Bamba might become a Bull now. Who knows? Um, you know, and the Bears, we're getting tr- closer to training camp. Uh, and everything we keep hearing is Justin Fields is going to absolutely light up the league this year, and that's exciting to know. But you can read all of that, as I said, over at ontapsportsnet.com. And, yes, again, Cubs fans, you know the drill. <sighs> it sucks, but we all have friends that like the Southsiders. Do be sure to send your friends that like the Southsiders over to our friends at Socks on Tap because they do do an excellent job uh, covering the White Sox. They will actually be up here in ooh, probably just about an hour. Um as the Cubs finish up their series out in Anaheim with the LA Angels, uh, they'll have a little socks on tap after dark tonight. But again, uh, be sure to follow along with us. And we got everything else covered. There's going to be some Chicago Wolves coverage coming here. I, I had the pleasure of attending the rally. Um, I do a little Chicago Wolves coverage here at ONTAP Sportsnet. And um, got to talk to head coach Ryan Warsofsky. Got to talk to forward Jack Drury, uh, among others. So there's going to be some good content coming out there as well. But again, Chicago Sky, Chicago Fire, you name it, we've got it. If it's Chicago Sports, we have it here at ONTAP Sports Network. So do be sure to check that out. ONTAPSportsNet.com, at ONTAP Sportsnet on social media, the ONTAP Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, 8-3 victory for the Cubbies tonight over the Cincinnati Reds. You'll love to see it. Cubs have a chance at a victory tomorrow with Kyle Hendricks on the bump against Graham Ashcraft for the Reds. Uh, the boys will be back with you tomorrow. It should be Joey and Juice hopefully tomorrow on the show, barring any scheduling craziness. Um, as we all balance our lives and things that are happening. But if it is, hopefully the boys are talking about a series win, and we'll be back with you not only tomorrow night, but hopefully also on Friday. Uh, and then we'll roll into the weekend, and uh, we'll, we'll update you there, but probably no shows on Saturday or Sunday. Um, but we will be back with you then on Monday night. Good chance that it might just be me again. So if, if you don't like listening to just me, I apologize. But uh, it'll it'll probably be that at least to get us into next week uh, as they open, they being the Cubs, open a series with the Milwaukee Brewers. So as always, we appreciate you guys for listening. You guys are the absolute best. Uh, and all of us here at Cubs on Tap are, are incredibly grateful for you guys. Again, Cubs win. Enjoy it. Roll into the office or wherever you're at tomorrow. Uh, with your chest puffed out a little extra because your cubby's got a W. We got the W flag on the hat tonight as well. And what do you say, folks? We'll get out of here the only way we know how at Cubs on Tap. Let's go, Cubbies.